Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. How many of you got to see the production that we did the last couple of nights, The Gospel According to Screws? Didn't those guys do a great job? So proud of them. So proud of them. I want to personally thank Alex Ammons, who directed the entire thing. I don't know where he is, but he's not in the room. So let's give him all the credit while he's not here, and then when he comes back, let's act like it never happened. (laughs) And to all of you who, uh, Scrooge, right here on the front row, Scrooge, so he he got saved, uh, and then he came to church today, so, and was even playing the bass guitar. You did a great job. All of all of you who, who participated, the yeah. acting, the singing, the dancing, thank you so much. I, I'm really blessed to be surrounded by such talent. And in, in, in our church, and the size of church we have, the depth of the talent here is really extraordinary. Yeah. I, I'm continually amazed at the kind of people, the quality of people that, that God brings to our, our ministry. And, and, and then we also, you know, that helps us to be able to deal with uh, people like David Garner. And, uh, you know, and <laughs> I just had to dip, my friend, <laughs> the most talented of, us, of all of us. Uh, so did I, did I redeem it? Uh, maybe not. Okay. Anyway, uh, uh, David's my good friend, so I get to pick on him once in a while. Uh, but really, we are we're truly blessed. I mean, is this worship amazing here? I just love our worship team and Madeline Land and the crew. So... Uh, you know, last week we sent out uh, uh, the Winchells, Mark and, and uh, Faith Winchell. They, they went down to my brother's church. Uh, were you in the Austin campus or Lockhart? The Lockhart campus, where the best barbecue in Texas is, they say. Uh, but uh, Mark and Faith went there. My brother, uh, they had a lot of people out of church, and they were kind of running on uh, bones there. And so he asked me if I knew anybody. I said, oh, yeah, I know, I know somebody that can go. Mark and Faith went. And so he told me uh, on Monday when we were down at uh, Christ for the Nations together, he said, man, he said, I had people texting me and calling me, telling me how much they loved Mark and, and Faith and having them there at the church. And, and of course, apparently I just found this out that my sister-in-law tried to get the people to slash their tires so that they would just stay there in Lockhart. So uh, anyway, we love you guys and thank you for being willing to do that. And we're just really blessed here. I just love that God has given us so many able ministers at One Cause Church and Amen. continues to bring them in. And that's what we do. We train people up and we, we uh, equip them for the work of the ministry. That's, that's, that's what we do here. And I, I'm blessed to, to have people that are not only willing to be trained, but willing to be sent out if need be. And that's why we have our campuses that we have in Granbury and in, and in Irving, because uh, we have able ministers to be able to expand our, our influence um, in the area, and I'm just really blessed by that. So we've been in our, our series in Proverbs um, the last couple of weeks, and this is our third week, and we'll finish it today, and I've just titled it Ageless Wisdom for All Ages, because God has given us such wonderful truths, so, many, so much wonderful wisdom to live by and to apply to our lives right now, our everyday lives, as Jeremiah was talking earlier, and to, to live in His experience to live the kind of life that he came to give us and to experience his abundance and his blessing and his true joy and peace and and his love. So uh, we've been looking through the book of Proverbs and looking at these principles of wisdom and 
It's a marvelous book, and I, I encourage you to be a regular reader of Proverbs. You, you can just do one verse a day or a verse a week or something like that, and you'll have a lot to chew on because it's just full of these little mini sermons and um, marvelous, and, and written most of them by Solomon himself, um, who, who asked God for wisdom to, to be able to lead this people. God basically gave him a blank check and said, what do you want? And Solomon said, I, I need your help. That's what I need. I need your wisdom to be able to guide this people. And, and it, that touched God that he asked for wisdom and didn't ask for riches, didn't ask for things that would just only help himself. Um, so God, as, as a result of that, did enrich him greatly. And uh, Solomon's wealth was, I mean, heard about all over the world. And the Solomon's temple that he built was heard about all over the world. And it's still talked about today. The, the, uh, the supply that was brought in for that house was extraordinary. I mean, the amount of gold and bronze and silver and precious jewels and all those things, nothing has ever been like it. But he asked for wisdom from God, and so God granted it to him. And, and so Solomon pinned down much of what God had shown him in his wisdom and, and, and these wonderful principles um, that we can, like I said, bring into our own lives. And so uh, just a few things that we have covered. We talked about the generation, the man who leaves an inheritance. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And if you can leave things to your kids, that's a good thing. And I think that's a noble pursuit, whether that's a business or um, a, a ministry or uh, money. Money's good. Kids like money, that's for sure. Uh, um, homes, whatever it might be. But that's all good, but the greatest thing that you can all, as believers, give your kids is faith in God, is yes. demonstrate that for them, teach them how to believe God, teach them how to know God. You know, one, I, I, I can remember laying home sick one day, and uh, I, had, I had gotten this sinus headache and all congested and all that, and it was just one of those heavy, it was heavy on my head, so I, it was just easier for me to just lay down. I was laying in the room, and my son Dylan comes in, and I don't know, he was about six years old. And uh, he comes in to check on me. I said, hey, bud, would you pray for me? He said, yeah. And he put his hand on me, and he just did what I taught him. And just said, by his stripes, dad is healed. Something real simple like that. In Jesus' name, amen. I said, thank you, son. And he's walking out, and he takes the door, and he turns around, looks at me, goes, you'll be up in a few minutes. And walks out. And I'm thinking, that kid doesn't know how sick I am. <laughs> that, was, that was cute. Until about three minutes later, it just went away just like that. I mean, I popped off the bed. Thought, I've never had something quite that instantaneous happen before. I, it's gone. I stood up and I walked in the I said, boy, I need you to pray for me all the time. It's amazing. To have that experience, to see your children, I know for me personally, I know as you, for you moms and dads, to see that your kids have their own experiences with God, there's nothing like that. And that's the thing that will keep the, cause them to live a life that is significant in this world, to live in the purpose of God, to know what it's like to walk by faith and to believe God and to see his 
supernatural hand in their lives. There's just nothing like it. There's no stuff that can even compare to that inheritance. Amen. And we talked about um, we talked about how that we respond to one another and not react by a soft answer that turns away wrath. A lot of great truths. Uh, we we saw the wonderful promise that if you if you give yourself to the Word of God, it'll it's it's life to those who find it, it's health to all of their flesh, uh, length of days and long life and peace will be added to you by the Word of God that you keep keep your heart. The Scripture says with all diligence is out of its springs, the issues of life. And, and so, so whatever is in your heart is truly everything to your life. Uh, Proverbs 10, 22, we saw that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. The generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered himself. Generosity will always bring provision into your life, your own generosity. You'll never lack by your choice of generosity. We also saw that whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. Now, that's the truth. So we want to do our best not to be stupid, but to be smart and to stay teachable. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, we also saw that a man's heart, a man, his heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And then we see this wonderful partnership with God, that he wants you to plan your way, and he's given you the ability to make the choices. But he also wants you to understand that he'll direct your steps as you go. Uh, another verse says, if you acknowledge him in all your ways, he will direct your paths. So today we're coming to Proverbs chapter 18, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. And, uh, but I wanted, I wanted to share this with you first, that there was a couple that were at a busy shopping uh, center and, and it was Christmas time. And so they were on crunch time trying to get all their gifts bought. And all of a sudden the wife realizes that her husband's gone, can't find him anywhere. So she gets him on the cell phone and she says, honey, where are you? You know that we don't have time for this. I can't, you can't go missing on me. And he says, well, sweetheart, do you remember um, that jewelry store that you and I walked into about 10 years ago? And you fell in love with that diamond necklace. And I could not afford that necklace at the time. But I, I made a commitment that one day I would buy you that necklace. Long pause on the other end as she's... <clears throat> all choked up and tears are welling up in her eyes. And she says, yes, dear, I remember that necklace. He said, well, I'm in the gun store right next to that jewelry store. <laughs> uh, Proverbs 18, 21 says, watch this, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it, what do you love, death or life? Well, it's in the power of the tongue. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. All right, so what do you want to eat? You need to speak what you want to eat. Declare. Because this power is in the tongue. Now, some people would say that the power of life and death or death and life are in the power of God or death and life are in the power of the devil. or death and life. This says death and life are in the power of your tongue. All right? So if you don't want death, then don't speak death. If you don't want destruction and sickness and divorce and calamity, then don't speak that into your life. Amen. Amen. You want life, you want peace, you want joy, open your mouth and declare those things. All right? Because you're made just like your God. So when you speak, things are created. It's not just 
your voice and your tongue are not just a means of communication. That's part of it. But the number one reason why you have a voice is to create. So you create the world you want to live in by the words that come out of your mouth. Amen. So it's, don't take these things lightly because Jesus talked about the judgment that comes upon every idle word. So make your words purposeful. Amen. Speak life. Speak wholeness. Speak health. Speak strength. Declare over your own life, over your family's life. Speak into your situation and call those things that be not as though they were. Amen. And they will be. Whatever words your tongue is declaring, it's pulling those words right into your life, the, the very reality of those words. I saw the news, um, this news article the other day, uh, the CBS or CBC, I should say, radio reported that every year in the town square of Gavel, Sweden, they uh, construct this giant straw Christmas goat. And uh, almost every year, somebody sets that goat on fire. As a matter of fact, for 50 years, they've been building this straw goat, and 35 of those years, someone has burned it to the ground. The great gobble Christmas goat, and this happened just the other day, November 27th, matter of fact, Sunday, and somebody burned it to the ground. And they tried, they thought for sure it wasn't going to happen this year because they put cameras up all around this straw goat, and, and they put two security guards on it. Well, one of them finally had to go and relieve himself at one point of his, of his watch, and somebody, the perpetrator, took advantage of that moment and set the thing on fire, and it burned to the ground. So they're working on another one right now, hoping to get it up before Christmas. And my question is, why don't you build this thing out of something other than straw by now? You would think that they would have learned the lesson 35 out of 50 times, but yet they insist on continuing to build this goat out of straw. How many times have you allowed these same words to come out of your mouth only to burn you again and again, only to hurt you, only to bring pain, only to strain your relationships? But listen to me. God has given you his wisdom. God has given you his word. God has given you his promises so that you can fortify yourself on that truth, on his help coming to your life. Don't let destructive and negative words shape the world that you live in any longer. Release his word. Speak his word. If you want to experience his life and peace and joy and all that he promises for, his promises for you, then put his word in the hand or the power of your tongue. Whatever you are regularly confessing, you are attaching your life to that very thing. Proverbs 22.6 says this, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I love that promise. I love that promise. That promise is true for my life. That's for sure. My parents trained me up in the way I should go. I didn't always go in the way I was trained, but ultimately I have. Amen. So I want to give you parents hope out there that you are training your children. That's why I love to hear a baby cry in church. That tells me these are parents who are training their child up in the way they should go. Yeah. That's a beautiful sound. Watching kids run around, you know, and just being in the house of God, that does my heart good. That gives me hope for the future, that there's some moms and dads who are serious about bringing their children up in the ways of God. Yeah. And they need that direction. They're not smart enough to know the right way to go right now. You have to teach them. That responsibility is on you and I. 
Amen. It's a great responsibility. And God expects you to tell your kids where they should go. He does. One of the things he said about Abraham was, I know Abraham that he will command his children. And we know Abraham did command his children. He taught them about faith in God because we see that God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it just continued to be passed down from generation to generation. What a great promise, though, that we have from God that even though we might see our children go astray or, or, or make some wrong decisions in life, you can know that what you've invested in them when it comes to the things of God, they'll come back around to those things. Yeah. That comforts yeah. me as a parent. Amen. Especially as a parent of two out of three teenagers. So uh, hold on to that word. Amen. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18. Let's look at this one. Where there is no revelation, or I believe the King James Version says, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint or the people perish. But happy is he who keeps the law or keeps the word. I like the way the message translation reads it. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Jesus said it like this in Luke 11, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So some versions say vision or some say revelation. The word literally means whether, I think maybe the Amplified actually says it like this, uh, where there is no prophetic vision or where there's no prophetic revelation. So this is talking about a specific kind of revelation, not just any kind. This is the God kind of revelation. Prophetic meaning prophecy just simply means God's knowledge revealed to us. And, and that's why when you have someone speak a prophecy over you, you, you understand most, most of the time it is God already confirming to you what you already know is in your heart. Something that you've planned to do or a vision or a dream in your life and somebody that doesn't know you or doesn't know anything about that situation comes and God says, I know that situation. I know you and I'm here to reveal that to you. All right. Or something new as well. Um, and and th- that, that, those things have happened in our ministry several times by prophetic utterance and, and, and prophetic revelation that we had no idea about, and that's really the reason why we have more than one campus. That, that came through prophecies and, and dreams, all of it. There was nothing I dreamed up for darn sure. I'm still not all that happy about it, but, you know, um, we're doing it anyway. Can I just be honest with you? Is it okay if I, is that too honest? Uh, I don't like it. It's, I don't like it. I like having everybody in one building, but God doesn't care whether I like it or not. He's not asking my permission. He's not going to change his mind. So sometimes you just submit anyway, right? I mean, submission to the power of submission is really known when you don't agree, but you do it anyway, right? It's not always easy, but I know it's the greatest thing. I know it's God when God is speaking that he's bringing us into greater things. It is the better thing. So I'm choosing to follow him. But this knowledge of God, revelation comes to us, and, and, and this prophetic revelation comes to us, it comes to you to comfort you. That's one of the things, the purposes of God's knowledge. Uh, the scripture says that the, the who prophesies, he does it so that the people will be comforted, they'll be encouraged, they'll be edified, and they'll be exhorted. That's good. It's also there to lead you and to guide you into the right way. My brother, uh, my little brother, I should say, Pastor Brandon Holler, uh, pastors down in Austin, Texas, and uh, Lockhart, a great church there called Life Unlimited Church. 
And he drives, he's also the director of the third year major, uh, pastoral major at Christ for the Nations. And so twice a week, he drives from Austin there to teach on Mondays and Wednesdays. And um, see, I used to complain about my drive from McKinney's to South Dallas, but I don't around him. He would just call me a wuss. And for your little brother to call you, no, that ain't going to happen. Anyway, um, but he was heading back home on a Wednesday. He has Wednesday night service, so it's, you know, that's kind of tight for him. When we get out of school and usually finish lunch around 1 o'clock, and, then, and he's got to make a three-hour drive home. And I-35, how many of you have been on I-35 between Dallas and Austin before? How many of you ever had a wonderful experience on that drive? I haven't found one person that's had a wonderful experience. Uh, it's just, it's a well-driven road. Many people on it, lots of traffic, and if there's just one little wreck or anything goes wrong, I mean, it's a, it turns into a parking lot. There is no just really slowing down on it. It's either you're going or you're dead stopped. And um, so this is one of those days. My brother's coming into Waco, and he sees, he starts seeing these signs, freeway closed. Closed ahead, freeway closed. He's thinking, oh, surely not. So he pulls off to this convenience store he always goes to and gets him something to drink. And as he comes to the counter, over time, he's gotten to know this old, older lady that's behind the counter. And she knows that he travels back and forth on I-35 and goes to school and back to Austin. And so she says, oh, going, going back home today? He said, yeah. She said, you know, freeway's closed, don't you? And he said, yeah, I saw that. She said, you listen to me. I can help you get around that traffic. And he said, Okay, he said, well, my GPS is telling me that it's, it's two hours and 45 minutes when from right here I should only be an hour and 45 minutes. She said, well, listen, get on this road out here. Don't get back on 35. Get on this road out here, and it's going to kind of take you west. It's going to take you like you're going away from I-35. She said, just stay on it, and then it's going to take you into a town called Moody. Moody, did y'all know there was a Moody, Texas? To Moody, and she said, now, there's an intersection there. Whatever you do, don't turn left. Just stay straight. Just go on through the intersection. He said, okay. She said, you understand. Whatever you do, don't turn left. Go straight. He said, okay. He said, but I still have my GPS, so thank you. Anyway, so he gets in the car, and is, he starts going down this road that she's telling him to go down. He said, at first, it looked kind of like a frontage road, but then I saw that I'm getting further and further from I-35, thinking, oh, is this very smart? And the GPS the entire time is telling him, as soon as you can, go left. As soon as you can, go left, trying to get him back on I-35. So he goes down a few miles, and sure enough, he's going further west, further west, further west, away from 35, and then he comes into Moody, to the intersection. And the GPS is telling him, turn left. And, you know, when, when the traffic is stopped like it is on I-35, people are trying to find alternate routes as much as possible, right? There's nobody on this road. So he's thinking, nobody else has tried this. And these people, a lot of them come up and down I-35 all the time. Whatever, he keeps hearing, whatever you do, don't go left. He said, so I decided to roll the dice and go with the old, la old lady. Just went right on through the intersection. Everything telling me, you need to turn left. And he said, the moment I got through that intersection, all of a sudden, my map rerouted, recalculated, and said, now my trip is an hour, my home destination is an hour and 45 minutes away. He said, and sure enough, she got me right around that traffic, and I got home just like normal. <laughs> See, the, the Bible is 
this direction for your life. It is a lamp to your feet and it's a light to your path. And sometimes when you're on that, you're all by yourself. When, when conventional wisdom says, no, 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 this is what we do. This is the way to go. This is the thing to know. But God has given you a piece of wisdom that isn't like the wisdom of this world because he's created you to not be of this world. Though you're in it, you're not of it. And so you don't have to follow its guidelines. You follow now a new and living way, the word of God that is everlasting, that is going to far exceed the wisdom of man or the wisdom of this world. Uh, just know this, that this revelation comes at the moment that you believe his word. It happens in the moment you choose to believe it. So when God gives this revelation, this prophetic revelation, this vision for your life comes to you, you have a choice to either believe it or to shun it. You can Choose it, go that way, or you can choose to refuse it and to doubt it. But I'm telling you, when that, the moment you believe, guess what? Revelation comes, and now it becomes truth for you. And now anything outside of God's wisdom no, no longer makes sense. You won't be satisfied with the normal way of doing things just because everybody else is doing it. But now you have a new understanding, see, because God sees ways you don't see, and he knows ways you don't know. And it's for your good. And it's for his purpose in the earth to keep you from living an aimless kind of existence. The key to understanding the, the, the greatest point of this entire book, which we've been talking about God's wisdom and these wisdom principles, is knowing what wisdom is and where it's found. And Proverbs 4, 7 says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. The wisdom that is, that is hidden in this book is, um, is revealed to us by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. I want to finish with this verse of Scripture. But of him, you are in Christ Jesus, watch this, who became for us wisdom from God. So what happened? Solomon didn't have your reality. David didn't have your reality. These writers, the other writers of, of Proverbs, they didn't have your reality. They had wisdom as a principle. You have wisdom as a person. And so now my, my admonition to you and my encouragement to you is in all you're getting, get Jesus. Because he is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Of him and through him and for him were all things made that were made. And so he comes to you and brings all this wisdom in himself. Hallelujah. He himself is our wisdom. His name is Jesus. He is the sum total of all the wisdom of God. So believe on him and, and let him be that continual God in your life because this revelation that was once hidden from the ages but now has been revealed to us today is that now Christ is in you, the hope of glory. You've got wisdom walking with you everywhere you go. Let's bow our heads for a moment. Maybe you're in a situation right now where you need the wisdom of God. You need his help. You, you, you only... 
you're in a dark situation, you're in a, a, a situation you don't know what to do. Maybe in your, your relationship with your, your spouse uh, or, or, or something's gone awry with your children, uh, on the job, even in your health. Right now, you need God's wisdom. And, and let me encourage you, God's here to give it to you freely. He's, he has an open hand for you. He has an open hand. He says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. But if you ask, he says, let him ask in faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. Just believe him. Believe that he, he, he knows right now. See, for every conceivable question out there, God offers a solution. God has an answer. You might not see it right now, but he sees it. You might not know it right now, but he knows it. And he gives it to you. So just ask him right now. Whatever situation you're in right now, say, Father, give me wisdom for this. Show me. I believe you. Turn the lights on here. Let your word be a lamp to my feet and light to my path. Help me know what I don't know. Help me see what I can't see. Help me learn, Lord, what I, what I haven't learned yet. Teach me. Show me. Guide me in your truth. Guide me in your wisdom. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I, I saw a, a car rocking back and forth, back and forth. It was going forward, going backward, going backward, like it was stuck. It was stuck. Caught between two ways. Somebody here is just in indecision. Today, the wisdom of God is this simple. Make the decision. Just make the decision. That's all you need to do. Just make the decision. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. thank you for this good news that has come to us. Good news that Jesus Christ died for our sins and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day. And whoever believes on him will receive everlasting life. Thank you for that glorious gospel. In the name of Jesus. One more thing. If you're here today and you're suffering in your body in any way, sickness, pain, just, just lift your hand where you are right now. Father, thank you for help for these right now in Jesus' name. We come against every form of sickness and disease, pain. In the name of Jesus, deterioration, we command you now. Bodies, you command. we command you to thrive now in health and wholeness. We command the healing word of God. You sent your word and healed us and delivered us from our destruction. So be made whole in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Free from sickness, free from infirmity, free from pain and disease and sickness. In the name of Jesus. For he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and with 
His stripes, we are healed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.